last few weeks, we have been reflecting on two types of lifestyle. Studying Psalm 1, we reflected on the life like the tree planted by streams of living water and yield their fruit in its season. And also the life that is very unstable, like chaff that the wind drives away. Studying the wise bridesmaids and the foolish bridesmaids, we examine the life that is prepared to handle any unexpected circumstances and also the life that is not prepared at all. Then through the parable of talents, Dave reflected on the life that is faithful and the life that is not faithful. And I reflected on the life that has much desire to want to know God and the life that does not do anything to know God. The more desire you have about knowing God, the more mysteries will be revealed to you. And if you don't have any desire to know God, even the little knowledge that you have, you will lose. Yes, there are two types of lifestyle. Not all life is the same. I reflected on it last Friday at the inner voice. There is a life that is filled with fat and gross because of the arrogance and the humble life that is filled with life. Suffering, suffering makes us humble. And the suffering melts away the fat that fills our heart. The humble life is filled with a new, fresh life instead of fat. Let us think about how we should live. Filled with fat or filled with fresh new life. Today's story is the last story of the series of stories called, so-called Olivet Discourse. The story is like the conclusion of all the stories. After Jesus telling all these parables and stories, for the last time he tells this story to tell us, to ask asks us, so now, what kind of life are you going to live? It is a parable of the sheep and goat. It is, again, about two types of life. Let us examine what we can learn from today's story. Jesus said, For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. He tells us, where Jesus is, as bring praise. Where is Jesus? Jesus is not up in the heaven, so far away, so far away from us. Jesus is right near us in the people who need us 
who need our help. That's where Jesus is. This gives us new perspective about how we should help people. When we help people, we don't help poor people. We serve Jesus. We help them as though we serve Jesus. That should be the attitude that we should have about helping people. Mother Teresa did many sermons with this passage. I think she's a, a rare example who actually lived out this pa parable. And she uh, uh, did a lot of sermons uh, with this passage. Whenever she uh, preached on this passage, she uh, raised her hand and with five fingers. And then she said, you did it to me. You did that's what she always said. She saw Jesus in the suffering children in India. And then she served Jesus while serving them. That is a lifestyle the righteous chooses to live. Yes, of course. We need to take care of a lot of things. We need to take care of our family, our children, ourselves. And that is very important, and that is right thing to do, and good thing to do, and responsible thing to do. But we need to go beyond our family and ourselves. That's what this parable teaches us to do. And that is what all hum human beings should do, and more so, that's what we Christians should do. It's not just about giving food and clothes. Mother Teresa said this, we think sometimes that poverty is only being hungry, naked, and homeless. The poverty of being unwanted, unloved, and uncared for is the greatest poverty. How true, how true. Around us, there are people who feel rejected, alienated, unwanted, unloved, and uncared for. We need to be mindful of those people, understanding them, praying for them, crying for them, being in solidarity with them. And that is what this parable teaches us to do. If we can go further to even love them, that is so inspiring. That is so inspiring, if we can do that. Doing it or not doing it is your choice. Which life would you choose? Which life would you choose? I know sometimes when I look at the problems around me, I feel overwhelmed. I feel so powerless and helpless. Seeing the magnitude of the problems we see, we feel overwhelmed. I think, I think a lot of people feel that. And Mother Teresa felt that too. And a reporter once that, uh, came to her and asked her, you know, what you're doing is like a throwing eggs against a rock. You can't really solve the problems of hunger. You know what she said? She said, I know that. I know that. But I see Jesus in the eyes of the people 
little children who are hungry. Sometimes we wonder, what good is what I do? But read carefully what Jesus said. Jesus did not tell us to solve the hunger problem of the world. Jesus simply said, share the food. Jesus simply said, share the food that you have. Share the clothing you have with those who don't have. And you already do that. Many of you give your clothes to thrift store or Valley Village. For those people who cannot afford the new clothes, you do that already. I mean, at, at the Avenger Hall, we give out the hot food. And at the tea sale, we uh, run the uh, food bank. We already do that. Continue to do that. Make it as a lifestyle. If you cannot do it on your own, then participate in the church program. Together, collectively, we can do that too. Make it as a lifestyle. Reverend Um sent a video the other day to thank us because we shared some food with them. So I will show you. Uh, To the St. Timothy Church, we just want to say thank you very much for your great contribution that you have donated towards the people of South Africa who are currently struggling due to COVID-19. Many people, they have been destroyed and they have been retrenched from their work. They are no longer going back to work, but your contribution have shown them that even though that they have been retrenched, God is good. Even though that they are in lockdown, God is great. Thank you very much for your great support for the kingdom. Amen. That's what you did. Good thing you did. Thousand miles away, but you help people who are hungry. You share the food with them. That's what Life is supposed to be. That's what human beings supposed to live. Not just for myself, not just for my family, but for the people around us. Just simple things. There's an interesting point in the story too. Like 10 bridesmaids, they all fell asleep. Like both sheep and goat, they didn't know what they were doing. I thought that, that was very interesting. Let me read it again. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the goat said the same thing. Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? They both did not realize what they did and what they did not. What does that mean? What does that mean? That means it has become their lifestyle. And it has become the, uh, their lifestyle that they're, they're not even aware of it. When we enter into the water, we, we know that, oh, I'm in the water. Oh, it's cold and I'm in the water. But fish never knows that they are in the water because they live there. 
always surrounded by that. So lifestyle is like that. When it becomes your lifestyle, you are not aware of what you're doing. Lifestyle is so important. So Jesus is not talking about doing good works once in a while and feel good about it. Make it as your lifestyle, Jesus says. When it becomes lifestyle, then your eyes will be open. When it becomes lifestyle, you look around, you start seeing the needs of the people. When it doesn't become lifestyle, you don't even know that people are suffering and people are hurting right beside you. You don't even know their needs. But when it becomes lifestyle, you, your eyes change. You see all kinds of needs. So your perception and your insight about the needs of the people become bigger, become deeper as it becomes lifestyle. What's in your heart becomes your lifestyle. So if you don't have that in your heart, it cannot be your lifestyle. So to make it as a lifestyle, we need the heart of care. The heart of care. If you have no caring heart, it can never be your lifestyle. Whatever is in our heart becomes our lifestyle. Then what do we need to know? Two things. First, you need to love Jesus. Love Jesus. Just purely love Jesus. And two, second, understand that Jesus is right in the people who need you. When you have these two things, then you can make that as your lifestyle. From tomorrow, Toronto will be locked down again. The maximum number for the church is 10 people. So everything has to go back to the online service. And there will be more people who will suffer, not just financially, not just physically, but also mentally. Divorce rate goes up. So many people get more depressed. Domestic violence is increasing. All kinds of problems we will encounter. It is a time to care. It is time to pray. Look around you and see whether there are people who need your help. Your help. When we come out of this pandemic, will come out stronger when you're prepared. When you live a lifestyle of care, you will come out as a different person. will come out being ready to live a new life. We'll become a happy person. Somebody, somebody said this, I think this is so true. In seeking happiness for others, you will find it in yourself. How true it is. You want to be happy? Don't go out and look for happiness. You won't be able to find it. 
It's like finding bluebird. But when you make others happy, then you'll find happiness within your within yourself. So as a conclusion, now, how do we live? Now, how do we live? Let us sing together.